Coming up on Tech Thing, DEF CON wrap up, everything is doomed. Samsung's new 16 terabyte SSD tablets for kids. Wait on that new iPhone 10, gigabit Ethernet, and Shannon's nasty post Vegas cold. All coming up on Tech Thing. If you get something useful out of this episode of Tech Thing, please consider contributing to the show at patreon.com slash techthing. We'll keep the show going and get access to our new Patreon-only build videos. I'm Shannon Morse. And I'm Patrick Norton. And this is Tech Thing, where we make technology behave. Except when we're too sick and tired and <laughs> confused after DEF CON to do anything. Yeah, that happened to me. But you know what? I'm really, really excited. Just don't hack on me. It's all I ask. Okay, so, so this this case right here, this 2U oh, rack that's system, that's got 700 terabytes of drive inside of oh it. My gosh. Drive? Drives. Well, okay, so this is the new largest drive of any type on the planet. That is uh, Flash Memory Summit this week. Our buddy Alan Malvantano is down there for PC Per. That is a 16 terabyte SSD drive. Whoa. Yeah. That's huge. Yes. Two and a half <laughs> inches, 16 terabytes, all because of this uh, 256 gigabit. 32-bit VNAND, or 3D oh, VNAND, I guess okay. I should say. So it's it's seriously the highest capacity drive of any type anywhere. Don't get too excited because oh. it's, it's an enterprise <laughs> product, uh, and it's the PM1633A. Oh, wow. 48-layer, 256-gigabit vertical NAND, flash chips, huge, <laughs> awesome, massive. Pricing will be in the really nice used car range, I suspect. <laughs> That you're said, probably right. <laughs> well, check this out. So what you're looking at right now is the 32-layer VNAND. Um, that stuff mm -hmm. should be in there. It's kind of crazy. The 48-layer VNAND, so this is the 32-layer VNAND. The 48-layer VNAND should double the capacity of Samsung's 850 Evo drives to oh 4 gosh. terabytes. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, so if you've been, as, as if you want a larger SSD, they're coming. Coolest thing about that, that 3D VNAND, the, the doubling of the capacity on it, that, that it comes at a reduction of power, 30% reduction oh, in no power way. consumption. So you're getting a nice increase on capacity. Double the space. Reduction on energy. Yes. Yay, Earth. Earth. <laughs> well, yay, battery life. But Earth yay, is battery good life. Speaking if, of battery life, how are you enjoying your Apple Watch? I, I notice it's not here. I need to find an actual large enough strap to wear it. <laughs> By the way, speaking of Apple, if you're about to buy a new iPhone or Apple TV, stop. Yeah. So this happens every year, September 9th. Yeah. They're having their big shindig, and they're probably going to announce new ones. The iPhone 6S, uh, amongst others, and the, uh, well, the iPhone 6S, the iPhone 6 S plus possibly a six C plus plus, which starts sounding like a whatever. <laughs> With all the colors, but hey, if you're like me and you're an Android person, if you have a broken phone right now, just do Android because yeah. it's fine. <laughs> the, Even the, though there's security the issues. The new Moto G is fantastic. Yeah, it we'll is. We'll talk about security really issues nice. in a minute. Uh, <laughs> Apple TV, though, that's going to be the big one um, at the September 9th event. And speaking of phones... Okay, so OpenSignal is an application that helps mm -hmm. you find the best network in your area. This is their 2015 uh, device fragmentation map. Whoa. Yeah, their visual representation of the glory. So um, this is Samsung, and this is LG, Lenovo, uh, Huawei, Asus, HTC, Sony, Motorola, Verizon, Google, ZTE. This is nuts. Um, they saw 18,796 Android devices in 2014, 24,093 distinct Android devices this year. 37.8% of those are Samsung. Basically, 1,294 device brands. They surveyed Jeez. about 700,000 phones. <laughs> so basically, what you're telling me is we could legit like do a show all about Android. Well, you know, most of our but audience there is one. actually... There or is what? one. Most of our audience actually watches on... Uh, 
a huge percentage of our audience watches on iOS devices, oh, phones, and tablets. What's kind of the other thing that's kind of crazy is the majority of uh, Android users yeah. are on KitKat. Wow! So Wait, is, they're not on Lollipop yet? Well, this is this oh, is. Oh boy, this is a whole nother spiel. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. This is this is the people. This is 2015. This is. 2.3, 2 3.3, 3.7, 4.1, 4.2, 4.3, 4.4. Yeah, actually the vast majority of Android users are still on KitKat. That is crazy, but uh, kind of not that surprising, to be yeah. honest. But um, that's so insecure. Yeah, well, okay, so in honor of getting so back from DEF CON... Let's talk about some security rules. Let's do. Number one rule of DEF CON, there is no patch for human stupidity. <laughs> so many security breaches involve phishing emails, giving passwords out, using the same password across multiple websites, not updating your operating system, or your antivirus. First rule of security, you are responsible for your security. It's um, true. I was talking about this on ThreatWire earlier this week. Uh, Case in point, uh, Ubiquity, fantastic wireless mm -hmm. networking company. They had a $46 million theft essentially via email, right? So horrible. Well, okay, so they deal with suppliers overseas. There was, you know, it, it's, it's kind of, this is a, I'm covering my face because the FBI was talking <laughs> about this. So many business deals are consummated via email. Oh, yeah, that's With true. no phone call. And mm -hmm. what they do is they either create a fake email address and send it to the people in finance who move the money around doing wireless transfers, or they um, spearfish and get access to the account. I have a suspicion Ubiquity has a two-factor system in place now. Three or four, 30-second. Bob, just want to confirm uh, $13 million to this new supplier in Shenzhen uh, would have saved the company tens of millions of dollars. Oh, yeah. Two-factor. Just, just two-factor everything. Two-factor before you can play an MP3. That might be overkill. That's just Besides, so sad. It'd be a flat file. <laughs> so the second rule of security, of course, and this is like probably the thing that I learned when I was at DEF CON, is nothing secure. Or maybe that you just shouldn't expect a company to do the right thing first and patch flaws like Chrysler, there's OnStar, there's Tesla, there's Volkswagen. They all have been in the news for the last week for security issues. I never thought like the, the first vector of the Internet of Things attacks w would be things with wheels <laughs> and motors on the highways. Um, <laughs> so dangerous. One of those companies Shannon just mentioned appears to have a functional relationship with security researchers. Tesla. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. And there are luxury vehicles... They're a luxury vehicle manufacturer. They have mm -hmm. a small number of models. They come out of Silicon Valley. So that would sort of right. indicate their attitude. Mm -hmm. But boy, Chrysler, that's a big yeah. recall. And boy, Volkswagen, like, shame on you guys. I, we, we have to yeah. say, you know, check out ThreatWire. We've been going through the news on that show lately, and all, we've mentioned all of these in one way or another. Oh, my goodness. So speaking of which, Run. there's also some... Yeah. Info on malware, anti-malware. Oh, my goodness. Okay, especially on uh, Windows, obviously. Run antivirus or anti-malware. I'm yes. starting to think you should be running on OS 10 or Android. Um, <laughs> but seriously, especially if you're on Windows. Windows 10 runs Windows Defender out of the box, which is good. It is better than nothing. I pretty much ran it until recently. Microsoft says it's better than mostly independent reviews say it is because mm -hmm. Microsoft says, well, we cover most of, the, most of the common things. Most. Independent security researchers do a lot of things that aren't as common, and at that point, Windows Defender starts 
starts to fall through the floor. Um, <laughs> I like... Uh, <laughs> Like Neil Rubin King's editor rating dismal. (laughs) Neil's a little cruel, but he's fundamentally accurate. Here's the thing, though. There are better tools you can get for free than Windows Defender, so get them. Um, Right now, I am running uh, Bitdefender. and PC Mag would like you to register for their oh, website. Yes. <laughs> um, there's a really great collection uh, up on PC Mag, Best Free Antivirus for 2015. They use their own testing, plus they use independent testing. There's a ton of places doing that now. Panda Free Antivirus or Bitdefender Antivirus Free Edition are both fantastic. Um, if you feel like paying for security, Bitdefender mm-hmm. AV Plus, Kapersky AV, and Webroot Secure Anywhere are all top choices. I think one of my favorites has been Avast for years. I mm-hmm. don't think it's on that list or it's lower on the list, but I've never had any issues with it. It's one of my favorites. There's, yeah. Well, it's there's just, so many. Just don't pay for antivirus. There's no reason to. Well, I can say there's, there are reasons to, but we'll I have this argument. paying for antivirus. We'll have this argument. Okay, later. fine. All right, so lastly, back things up. At least one copy that is not local, at least one copy that isn't on your network or connected to your PC. Keep your software and, and your firmware updated. This is so important. <laughs> this, yeah, it's and still we run it. It may not be you, but it may be friends, family, coworkers, yeah. or acquaintance. It's true. And by the way, if your Android phone <laughs> hasn't had an update in years, just at least Google's got a fix for stage fright in the next version of Messenger. So this is kind of interesting too. Right. So so <laughs> stage fright pretty much affects all of the Android. Yeah. Um, if someone sends you an MSS video uh, MMS, on an yeah. unpatched Android, basically if someone texts you a video message, it could contain some severely nasty code. Can I mention how phone. many MMS messages I got over the weekend while I was in DEF CON? They were from my contacts, and I later called them and right. found out they were actually sending me pictures, but I didn't download any of them while I was out there in Vegas. It's like, nope, no way. <laughs> That's a big deal. It is a very um, big deal. But yeah, it's an interesting article, by the way, on Ars Technical, where they talk about the simple fact that most Android devices will never get patched. Just because Google releases a patch doesn't mean the OEM. It's got to go kind of from the Google to the OEM to the carrier. And even in some cases, it was so frustrating. One frustrating thing about the Motorola G, perhaps the only really frustrating thing about the Motorola G other than the camera, this is my older one, was that there was a problem with the SD cards. It was fixed. The fix was available. But it was over two months after the fix was finished that AT&T finally got around to making it available. Despite the fact that I bought my phone directly from Motorola. Yeah. Irritating. So, so also, you know, Google Play Store, excellent place. But just don't download software from any strange places. And I should also mention, don't leave all your travel money in one pocket. That's also a horrible decision. Exercise regularly. You have to do that. Look both ways before you're crossing the street. Just floss, damn it. I'm just going to fall and go to bed now and just uh, go buy a tiny house somewhere and never connect to the internet ever again. Move to Oregon. Move to Oregon. We're bringing a lot of floss. That was Uh, Darren. Let's go find out what's happening on Hack 5. Thanks, Patrick. We have an epic DEF CON wrap-up this week on Hack 5. More celebrating our 10-year anniversary. And, of course, some fun interviews from the conference that made everybody want a bigger and bigger tinfoil hat. Oh, yes, that's right. I love this week. I'll see you guys there. HAK5.org. This week's Rapid Fire Roundup is our favorite news out of DEF CON. Are you ready, Shannon? I'm ready. Go! So we heard all about rifles being hacked and like the Brink safes being hacked and Tesla and Chrysler also being hacked sideways. And if you get hacker stuff, you mean that you know the sideways thing. And the Android's being exploited via stage fright. So here are my top three picks that are getting a little less traction in the news because 
I love my other stuff, the underdogs. The underdogs, <laughs> the, the minor terror, the, the modestly and minorly terrifying tech stories. Right, still terrifying. So security <laughs> researchers from a Chinese security firm made a GPS emulator that can spoof GPS locations on a user's phone. They used a hacker F, which costs around 300 bucks, and disclaimer, the hack shop does sell those along with many other uh, resellers. And it works with any GPS-enabled device, so iOS or Android. They can also use it with in-car navigation systems, which means they can send a reply to a probe and they can actually change the location of your GPS. So you think that you're like on a road somewhere when in actuality you're in a lake. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought it was pretty sweet. Now this thing is really cool actually. The FTC is working with hackers to find a way to remove or minimize robocalls. Robocalls. robocalls Humanity yes. strikes back. <laughs> so robocalls are those really annoying ones which they don't pay attention to the do not call lists. Right. And they just call your phone to find out which ones are available. Hi, this robots. is Amalgamated Technology. We'd like to sell you useless crap. It's if you'd like really to buy useless crap, please press 1. <laughs> so the FTC did a contest at DEF CON. Winners haven't been announced yet, but one of the finalists was an application software developer who made an app that will basically redirect robocalls, track them, and send that info to the FTC. Awesome. Really, really cool. Now, of course, you're giving that information to that application, which is kind of creepy, but all the winners of this win some kind of cash, like $25,000 for the first place winner. I think that was really cool, and I think it's, you know, hackers for good. Yay, hackers. let's get rid of those terrible robocalls. What more good than stopping <laughs> robocallers? And lastly, I also wanted to share something that happens every year at DEF CON. It's one of my personal favorite things, and it's kind of an insider DEF CON thing. So DEF CON clubs, these can be anything from a um, from the, the different locations of clubs, like DC 801 is for Salt Lake City, and then there's a 303 club, there's a DC club. All, they all come together at DEF CON, and they do different badges for their parties. Mm -hmm. You can buy a badge, or if you're a member, you might get a badge for free. So how Hackaday did this whole really cool write-up of all the different badges that you could see there. These are amazing. These are amazing. So that one was the Whiskey Pirates, of course. Uh, Defcon Shoot, that's another one. Crypto Badge is really cool. This one actually plays uh, the Tetris theme song, if oh, you plug funny. it in right. Yeah, the Car Hacking Badge. Queer Con, which is a new one this year. I love that badge. It's very cool. It actually has a Tamagotchi type <laughs> sequence in it, so you can play a with the Tamagotchi. A badge that needs attention. <laughs> DC-801, so I actually received this one and I wanted to show it off. Uh, this badge, so when awesome. I turn it on, there you go. So it has two LED strips on both sides, which I can control with these little controllers on both sides. I lost the controller on this one. I'm sorry, guys. So it's got a built-in joystick? Yeah, so there's a propeller chip that runs the screen on it. There's wireless installed for an XB radio, an Atmega 328P for the sticks and the rotary and the buttons on it, which right now just control the LCDs, my, or the LEDs. My LCD was replaced by one of my good friends, Dark Matter, since uh, the original one had some issues with the chits chipset being compatible with the actual board. Uh, it's all written in Arduino IDE, so it's really, re really easy to recode to make it say whatever you want. I kind of want to make it play Snake, so I can control <laughs> the Snake with these, because <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> Maybe that'll be a hardware hack for our, our Patreons. That would be pretty cool. That'd be an awesome <laughs> So, yeah. Um, Not one that most of our Patreons can do themselves, but... Hey, hey, they might. Build their badge. They might. 
<laughs> so, so I just wanted to show off all the different badges because I love the community that it creates, and I wanted to share all the different neat badges that oh, everybody comes up with. I didn't see the bicycle I know, the bicycle one. So this was from the 503 Club. And then there was the Mass Hackers CCC 2011 badge. So they made a new one for this year. I can't wait to see that one. And so the awesome. Darknet badge. These ones actually talk to each other. So you can see the LEDs blink whenever two of them are within range right. of each other and they start talking. So they're sharing data back and forth. Tracking so cool. Yeah, hackers are the most amazing people ever. Yeah. <laughs> of course, I want to know what your picks are from DEF CON. If you saw anything in the news that you and you're like, hey, snubs, check this out. Email us, ask at techthing.com, or you can tweet me at snubs. At snubs. Snubs. Two random thoughts. One, if you need Flash, put it on a second browser you don't use. I've actually turned off Flash in Chrome and pretty much everything else. Um, Chrome colon slash slash plugins, and you can just scroll down so many plugins, all four of them all in my application. The yeah, well, it's enable and disable, so you can manually turn it on or off if you need to. Uh, and for Mozilla, where I leave it up and running, mm -hmm. um, run a Flash blocker in place on that second browser. Hey, Mozilla 40, yeah. which just got released this week. Um, I, I bring this up. Not because I enjoy mentioning Flash so regularly, but because today, Adobe pushed another 34, well, Ooh. basically another, yeah, they patched 34 more Flash problems today. Wow. Yeah. That's and actually, if you're running OS 10, there was an update, a security update for OS 10 today. But, but Flash, Flash. <laughs> and since... Patrick is feeling so old school. <laughs> Let's talk about facts. I probably <laughs> should not put my facts number on the show, but if you can read it, feel free to abuse my <laughs> facts system. I hate facts. I've hated it for decades now. Um, that said, hello, facts. Uh, is this not an advertisement? I've. I. It's kind of funny. We needed to oh, fax funny. the pediatrician. I just discovered hello sign. Oh. Like earlier today. It's a small world after all. Um, it's, it's, so, so anyway. Yeah, if you've got like a, a, a Google Drive, um, you get like 50 free pages a month. Yeah. Um, you can literally email a fax number, like the fax number at hellofax.com, uh, and get your faxes back to your inbox uh, or use their drive interface. Um, you can fax documents directly from Google Drive. Unfortunately, sending faxes means signing up for $9.99 a month. Payment-wise, you get 300 pages, which I will never use, uh, but it was worth it to not have to go to the local FedEx office to fax a doc, plus I now have my own fax number for the eight faxes a year I send. Critical faxes, <laughs> usually almost all involving insurance and, and medicine. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like, you know, we have a great pediatrician. Mm -hmm. He's at a teaching college. They're super advanced, and they still have nothing like DocuSign for medical records management. DocuSign, if you've never seen it, is amazing. Uh, it is document management that is legally signable. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a friend who's in real estate. DocuSign has fundamentally changed her life because oh, it, she it was... it makes life so much easier. Yeah, she's, I've used it before. Yeah, I mean, she's gone from carrying around like 100 pages of documents and having to fax them from place to place to just basically being able to send people a link in I, email. I hate fax. Yeah, well, my, my real estate friend hates fax even more than we do. She probably does. <laughs> so I know you all have thoughts on this. Why isn't fax dead? Why do you use fax? What is the future of fax? Burn what, it to the ground. Your fax system sucks, Patrick. Mine is better. Don't you have an analog phone number anymore? No. I will say, say it always worries me to go through a third-party uh, provider True. for signing documents or faxing documents, even though I use them. Disclaimer. Um, Google Mail. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, but even physical faxes are still insecure because you don't necessarily know who is actually standing at right. that fax machine on the other end who is picking up your 
papers and seeing everything they need to know about your health documents or Shame. whatever it might be. Or your the offer somebody just sent to your fax number despite the fact that they weren't supposed yeah, to. That happened to exactly. a friend of mine. Changed their life within the organization he was formerly working at. <sighs> so there's like no perfect answer yet. This irritates me to no end. Burn fax to the fiery pits of lava. Well, oh, let's not even go. Pete! Pete from Waltham, Massachusetts writes askatechthing.com. I would love to see some information on 10 gigabit Ethernet. I know it's been a standard. It's been shipping for a while. I assume we're going to see something like this come down in price so that we can ultimately get it in the home someday. Saturating a gig link is easy. Ooh. Pete. Thank you, Pete. <laughs> this is kind of cool. Yeah, this is, I mean, it's kind of funny. If you search 10 gigabit Ethernet, two of the first five articles are, quote, will 10 gigabit Ethernet take off in 2015? And, quote, will 2014 be the year of 10 gigabit Ethernet? Um, so I point this up. This is the 10 gigabit Ethernet article in 2015. Um, you know, Intel promised, this is the first line, Intel promised $50 10 gigabit Ethernet ports back in 2012, oh. but you rarely see them even on workstation class machines. Um, look, as far as corporate networks go, uh, as far as network knocks, like networking, big servers, I think 10 gigabits, uh, yeah, it's it's here and it's escalating and it has been for several years. As far as home networks go, it's still a way out. You may be able to saturate a gigabit connection. Most people can't. I can't. PCI I've Express, tried. yeah, well, uh, it's crazy. <laughs> if you want to add a gigabit Ethernet to a server in your house, PCI Express Ethernet cards like start at 240 bucks and go up rapidly. An eight-port switch is going to cost 800 bucks. Uh, SFP Plus connectors, which is the connector that's used, uh, for 10 gigabits uh, are not compatible with RJ45. Right. Uh, SFP Plus cables start at like $100 because the connector on them is so unusual. Um, you know, ZDNet's got a pretty good take on it. They basically say uh, data centers now, uh, I think it's going to stomp fiber channel. Mm -hmm. uh, though, frankly, this is not my area of expertise. Home adoption, um, ZDNet puts it, uh, Robin Harris writes this up for storage bits on ZDNet. He's putting it out at five to 10 years away. Um, because wow. A, it's not wireless, which most home users prefer. Okay. Uh, but he suggests that the advent of 4K TV will, quote, push more home users to higher bandwidth. Jeez. It will happen, but slowly. <laughs> right now, though, for the vast majority of home users and small businesses, it's just too expensive. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, have to agree. Yeah. Plus, most people can't saturate a gigabit. Although a small office can saturate a gigabit pretty fast. So oh, yeah. Patreon.com slash TechThing, we're viewer supportive and only our patrons get access to our new monthly build videos. You can donate however much you want per episode. Every little bit counts. And hey, if you can't donate, no worries. Take the time to send us questions, send us tips, share the show with your friends and family. Share it with like two people this week that have never seen the show. See if they like it. Ask them what they think. And give our video a thumbs up on YouTube, like our Facebook page, because we share videos there as well. So it all helps. And thank you so, so much for supporting the show in every way possible. We really we love it when you guys tweet us your questions, and we actually got one from at Dom, who says, at Patrick Norton, where is the best place to get USB cables on the cheap? Mono Price, Amazon Basics, no place in the South Bay? Hmm. Okay, first of all, Bay Area folks, do yourselves a favor, if you've never been there, head to Central Computers. Yes. Six stores, love that place, great deals on cables. for everybody. Is awesome. Yeah, it is really awesome. If you have a decent local computer store, Give them your patronage. Um, if you do not, uh, everybody else, if you're not in the, in the Bay Area, Monoprice is awesome. Um, they, especially for, for just, they're awesome. I love Monoprice. I like Amazon. Amazon's really good, too. Amazon Basics, um, micro Dude, USB to USB cable. I bought feet. one of those Amazon Basics uh, HDMI cables. Things lasted me like two mm -hmm. or three years. 
Yeah. So I, far, it hasn't died. I've used Monoprice, Amazon Basics. I've got a bunch of Anchor ones. I got lightning cables oh, yeah. for my phone that are pretty good. Um, it's good stuff. Yeah, they're all good. Same for HDMI cables, by the way. Do not buy $100 HDMI cables. But Patrick, is it there a difference? No. No. <laughs> you know what my favorite, my favorite monster cable? What? I need, okay. I needed a weird connector for a 230 volt socket for a welder. Okay. There was a color coordinated monster, as in monster cables, right. as in overpriced stuff. There was a monster cable dryer cable, which A, was powder blue, because apparently that was like one of the colors of choice that oh, year, and B, had gold-plated connectors. Oh, my gosh. You know, for maximum conductivity with your dryer <laughs> socket. No point. <laughs> the part of me that's like into evil marketing is like, that's genius. And the part of me that believes that that's an incredible waste of, oh of resources and money. That's a way to troll people right there. It was, it was the old, I, I, had, I had been to like, it was, it was that or order it online from a non-prime situation where it was yeah. going to take like two weeks to get it to oh, me. Wow. So I, I, I own a monster <laughs> cable, dryer cable. So stupid. <laughs> and we got another tweet from Kurt, aka Farmboy24, who says, "At Patrick Norton, what do you recommend for uh, or use for a seven to eight inch tablet for a toddler?" Ooh. Oh my Something goodness! Something that can't be destroyed. That's well, my it's question. okay. <laughs> it, it's funny you should mention that because when Seamus, we first started letting him watch uh, videos or play games, yeah. uh, we had this like first generation iPad, which I had an OtterBox on, one of the OtterBox oh. Defenders, which is like a giant rubber bumper. And this formative memory I have of OtterBox's and um, uh, OtterBox's Defender and Seamus and tablets was he was on my shoulders, because I'm mm -hmm. constantly carrying the kids on my shoulders, and the tablet and like a little bit of Oswald <gasps> flew by me, oh, no. at which point I tracked it down to the ground. Uh, and it bounced and then landed. So, <laughs> you know, that said, armoring them is good. I mean, mm -hmm. I used, you know, there's so many great options, right? You can still buy a Nexus 7 uh, if you look around for them. Um, I would, uh, uh, you know, Nexus 7's got pretty good options. The Galaxy Tab 4 7 inches is a really good option. Um, the iPad Mini, uh, which, there it goes. I don't know if I'd buy them a Mini 3. Um, but uh, are all really good options. Um, there are great deals, especially for iPads uh, that are refurbished or mm -hmm. on Gazelle. As I mentioned before, I'm a really big fan of the OtterBox Defender cases because they keep things from they breaking. Work. Yeah, you know the yeah, it's it's basically a big rubber happy bumper um, for it. And and you know if your child never drops anything or breaks anything, fantastic. I'm not a fan of sort of child-centric or child-designed or child-friendly walled garden tablets. We pretty much only let the kids use the tablets when we're around. That's how we kind of monitor what they're doing on them. Mm -hmm. That said, a lot of folks love LeapFrog's Leap Pads. Um, same for the Amazon Fire 6-inch Kids, which I got to say, both those devices I just mentioned are sort of, you know, rubber-wrapped, armor-plated kind of deals. Um, you know, the one thing that's really cool about the Fire HD 6 Kids Edition is it has a two-year warranty. Uh, it's built around Amazon's free time subscription and, uh, uh, you know, it's basically Amazon's Fire HD 6. Yeah. You will either love or hate Amazon's version of Android. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> that said, a lot of people love it. Your mileage is going to vary. Uh, my kids share a first-generation iPad and occasionally a Samsung 10-inch tablet. Hmm. Uh, the first-generation iPads still run all the games. We let them play, Starfall stuff, Tokoboka, Minecraft, tons of apps. Uh, and because when 
you know, when Seamus kind of got to the age where we would let him start playing around with the screen, we were already up to our necks in Apple's iTunes videos. Oh, that was yeah. before the Prime Instant Videos or Google's Play Store, right? Because your ecosystem that you're already invested in is going to dramatically impact what platform you choose. There's not a whole lot of point in giving them an Android tablet mm -hmm. if you already own all the applications you want in iOS. Just thinking, right? iOS family sharing is really cool. Six folks can share iTunes, iBooks, App Store, all of the apps across all of the devices. Learn how to hide iTunes store purchases. <laughs> yes. Unless you want your kids to access everything you've bought on your phone or your tablet. <laughs> that yes. can be exciting. Um, one last thought before I go, because I'm going to get emails that are like, no screen time for children under two unless you want their brains to fall out, their nostrils leaking on the ground. Um, look. <laughs> Well, it, it, it's, it's, it's a, a thing. thing. I know it is a thing. And yes. we're on the internet, so there'll be lots of things. Uh, Common Sense Media's Babies and Toddlers, The Definitive Answers to Screen Time Questions is a great read if you're a new parent and your kids are under two. Quote, much of what you've probably heard, that any screen time is bad, isn't supported by research. That said, what's best for babies, interactions with loving caregivers, the ability to explore their worlds, and exposure to language can't be replaced by a screen. As with most things, the answers lie somewhere in the middle. Um, it's a really good read because parenting, it's intense, especially if you're a first-time parent, you want to break your child. Yeah. Um, the screen can be cracked, whether it's a little screen or a big screen. Mm -hmm. There will be tantruming if they become to rely upon it. It is okay to hand your kid a tablet if you want like 15 minutes to go to the bathroom without them interrupting you. Not that you might get it, but it's worth trying. <laughs> um, but You would know. <laughs> I would know. Yes, I would. <laughs> Two times over. But it's it's a good read. Um, you know, we read a lot to our kids with actual physical books. We yeah. try to interact with them as much as possible. You know, they've worked with me in power tools in the front yard. Um, you know, I don't think screens are Satan. But I've also realized that, you know, my, my four-year-old, who is now seven, when we looked at him, was like, you look just like a friend of mine from college in your underwear on the couch. Uh, oh we, get, we have to find a new place to hide the remote control for the television. I'm just saying. Well, I can't speak from experience, nor do I plan to speak from experience anytime soon. But um, I have a. Are you pregnant? <laughs> Seriously, just God. There was an email. It's Shannon is not pregnant. Don't ask her when she's getting pregnant. Um, because she'll no, beat me. I will. I'll beat you. him up. Uh, but I did want to mention that one of my family, one of my family members, mm -hmm. works with children with autism, mm -hmm. and uh, she has discovered that there's a whole bunch of apps. And if you guys want recommendations, yeah. I'll ask her for the applications. But um, she uses uses an iPad to help teach them uh, different basic language skills mm -hmm. and basic counting skills. And this is for toddlers yeah. too. And she's found that it's been really, really constructive for her classes with the kids. So it can it can be a helpful thing. Mm -hmm. With limit. Yeah. With limits. Limits. So, yeah. Limiting your children. It's a good thing. <laughs> and speaking of limits, what what should we recommend for these guys? I mean, Once in a while, people, put down the phone, step away from the screen, close the laptop, what do you and do, do with something kids? analog, like sleep. I don't sleep. So much death coming. Yeah. So much sleep. I slept. Professional hacker. <laughs> oh man. I snorted. <laughs> That's for you. Gosh. Starting rumors. <laughs> Silly news. <laughs>
Darren's laughing. Shannon's radiating rage. And my children are going to grow up without a father because she's going to beat me to death with a heavy object. With a fork. <laughs> this is what happens. In your eyeball. This is why the internet is bad and should be stopped. Ladies and gentlemen, I think we should all just stop using the internet. <laughs> no. Go to a sharing I economy. I like my job. <laughs> it's true. Don't you want to be a farmer? No. Tilling the soil. <laughs> I have no green thumb. Earth under your nails. My green thumb turns things dead colors. Starving in the winter because of the crop that, that failed. That Shannon tried to grow. That's actually very I, I have, sound. I have dead grass green. <laughs> dead grass green. I call it turf. Deadgrassgreen.club. What did you do this weekend? Post your pictures of dead grass. The green turf. You know, this is all funny, but we're running out of water. I know. Do you have That's water have and turf. like to send it to California? Please contact askatechthing.com. <laughs> fax over your water via Patrick <laughs> Norton's fax number. <laughs> I think it was grayed out, I hope. The, uh, the, uh, yeah, desalination, man. Desalination is a big thing. That's actually the next step for the hack shop. Hack five. Desalination six. Recycle them. The problem is there's still loss in that. See, I'm sweating right now with lost water. Quick, get me some. <laughs>